You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. We can we can start now. So I'm starting now. So there's the recording is happening. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Oh, hang oh. on. Uh, at least that was perfect. Well, wait, he left. Why did he leave? <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, I'm I'm Dave, and that's Weiss, and Tim was here, and now he's back. Tim left yeah. the frame, but he has just returned. Tim is sorting out the Twitch stream. All right. No, the Twitch is fine. It's oh, just the, the person in the left room didn't close the door. Oh, the person. Who, the unnamed person. The unnamed person who shall remain anonymous. <laughs> Lights off, door closed. It just weirds me out when when the doors open. It's distracting. You know, it we got to be in the zone. Anything could burst in. Anything could just wander in. Anyone in your house could be walking by and being like, "Is there a podcast being recorded in here?" Yeah. yeah well, then it's like I don't know. In like freaking a half hour, forty five minutes, my kid comes wandering downstairs and is like, "Oh, hey, can I come in and say hi?" <laughs> I'm like, no, go to bed. You were a fucking pain in the ass. But you know what? Sweet that your kid gives a shit about what you do. I actively invite my children to come and say hi. And they're like, no, thank you. But no, we're good. I want to say hi. No, he hangs out sometimes while we watch. He hangs out in the Discord while we watch wrestling sometimes. (laughs) And enforces and and yells at people when they swear. Um, That's my man. It's been a while, but. You might you might start doing it more often is, you know, can't make that kid go to bed when it's like extremely bright outside. But anyways, yeah, yeah. That, that's we'll, we'll at least wait to summer for that. Yeah. Well, I already introduced us. So yeah, they right, know cool. who Thanks, we man. are. So let's they not rehash that. All right. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let me, um, let me tell you, I've had it. Mm-hmm. I've, it's been one of those wall to wall days. And this was in part because my fifth grader has a million end of the year activities because this mm-hmm. is the end of elementary school. So she moves up to middle school. So like ah. virtually every weekday, it feels like there's uh, tonight was an art show. But before that, she had to go to her friend's house and practice for her talent show. And I, when I went to pick her up, they invited me to come and watch them watch their performance. And I'm sitting in this basement uh, at a neighbor's house watching their performance, but I've, I've never been to this person's house before. I don't know these parents real well, and I'm trying to pay attention to their performance, but I'm so distracted with all the retro game shit that this dad has. He's got (laughs) like, I can see, okay, like there's a circuit board, but that's not a Raspberry Pi because it's like three boards stacked on one on top of each other. Is that a mister? I lean in oh. to get a look at the top. Oh, he's got a mister. Wow, that's really cool. Oh, and I see his old Raspberry Pi in a basket lower down on the entertainment center, unused since he got a mister. So like we're on our way out the door and I'm like saying goodbye to this dad I've met like once in my life. Like, oh, uh, uh, Peter, Peter, I, I, I said, you, you have a mister. That's so cool. You're mine kind of retro game nerd. And he like laughed. He's like, I think his mind is equally blown about seeing someone who knew what a mister was. <laughs> he laughs and he's like, get out of my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he was like, c- c- can you stay and hang out? Do you have a mister? How did you know what that was? No one knows what that is. Uh, oh I, he was delighted to find nice. a, 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 a tribesman a member yeah. of the tribe yeah 
So that's always fun. I, I explained this to my wife, and she just greets me with a blank stare. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, and I told Jan all about it in the car on the way. I was like, yeah, that yeah. guy had a mister. Cool. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, it does. It's hardware emulation. You see, normally we have software emulation. And, da, 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 da. and she's just like, yeah, man. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> it's it's, it's it's a field gate programmable gate array, and so that's different from emulation. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I tried. It's, not it's to more accurate, it. and it's more accurate. <laughs> she was like, "Do you want the thing?" I know he did not have a CRT. He didn't have it hooked up. Um, oh, but that's the point. I mean, is that it? Yeah, it's HDMI you, with no delay. You so. get good HDMI you out. Get yep. Good HDMI yeah. out. So, uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you're telling me about Saturn emulation, and now yes. I've been thinking about that. That that's finally set. Yeah, I don't know at what <laughs> yeah. point Saturn emulation got good, but apparently you can just emulate the Saturn now. And yep, I need to dive into that. I was all about when Dreamcast yep. emulation got easy with Redream. Yeah. Redream's a great front end for Dreamcast, mm -hmm. but uh, but yeah, I haven't dug into any good Saturn emulation, but I would like to. Yeah, it turns out when I just kind of didn't pay attention to emulation for let's say a decade, a lot of things happened with it. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, I was. <laughs> too busy doing other stuff and then suddenly you know when i have the steam deck and i'm interested in and using emulation again yeah, uh on the right. regular it's like oh wow look at all this stuff this is great like <laughs> well that's the thing is like i don't have a computer to play emulation on so that's like oh one more thing to add to the steam deck pile Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I can play Saturn games on the go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just sent Wee a screenshot <laughs> cool. of Panzer Dragoon Zui. Zui uh, yeah. I was like, ah, this is going to make him buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I get the, It's going to be like, I finally get to play the older Panzers, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I prefer Orda. <laughs> probably. probably. Yeah, I mean, like, they're short. Orta's so, you really, know, you just. Yeah. It's kind of blazed through them. Well, then you get to play Saga as well, the fabled oh, Saga. Mm -hmm. Which is also well, not uh, not that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Lots if we want to <laughs> transition to games, uh, yeah, I splurged on the Nintendo Online expansion pack because oh. I wanted to play Finish Cap and I wanted to play Sin and Punishment, <laughs> and those are <laughs> the two games I'm playing because I played that Sin and Punishment for Wii. Or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yep, that game's game's great, but boy. Treasure makes the best shooters. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. just I don't even play. I mean, you know, I I I get uh you know a first stage, maybe two stages of normal shooters. Treasure is so good at making them accessible as well as impossible. <laughs> it, it's a weird balance. <laughs> it's but, been ages uh, since I played Sin and Punishment. Um, yeah, same. It's a, it's, it's a very, <laughs> it's fun to go back to the era of the translations that are the right kind of bad translation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every, that was a special time. Every line is funny, but it's not, it's not like overtly like racist in like <laughs> the, the, what we were looking up like in the like nineties kinds of translations where it's yeah. just sort of where that's hard to go back to. Cause you're like, well, that's. You were trying to yeah, be. Yeah, that's when they're trying. It's got to be happenstance. It's got to be just, yep. oh, that's just the way it was. Yeah. 
It's just we're going to like half talk about the plot. We're going to move into things that make no sense, just <laughs> strung together because it's, it's part of that genre where things transform into other things. Yeah. And you're just like constantly moving because it's a rail shooter sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I no. actually imported Sin and Punishment. I have a cartridge of that oh, game. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's in English. It's like totally <laughs> playable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Like I, I didn't uh, go through the tutorial. So like I made it like pretty far before I realized that there was like a jump and a sword. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I think it's, I've been really tempted by the online expansion pass now that apparently N64 emulation is good. Um, yeah, they, 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 they worked on it and, and the thing that makes that most appealing to me is that the games that I want to show my kids are some of the fun multiplayer N64 games. And it's mm -hmm. not that I don't have access to those. It's just setting up four players on an emulation machine where, okay, here's four controllers I need to configure before we can have any fun. And my, you know, it, it's, mm -hmm. I, the kids I, are already gone. They, they are yeah. already, have already left the room. So that if, if, you know, a good commercial emulation yep. system where everything's just set and we can literally pick up a controller and play that is getting more and more worth an extra $30 a month to me, especially with the, the Game Boy Advance titles in well, there now. Not 30, 30 bucks a year. See, a that's year. the thing. Yes, forgive yeah. me. I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. Because I was doing the same thing where I'm just sort of like, blah, I don't want to. And then I'm just like, it's like nothing. It's like buying a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like my yeah. big my big thing is like Minish Cap is expensive and I missed my window to buy that physical, I think. Mm -hmm. at this point. So getting to play that. So I, you know, went through that all the way. But, you know, I had a friend asking about uh, Four Swords and I was just mm -hmm. like, I really enjoyed it at the time. But like, when are you going to have four people with a GameCube, with four adapters, with four Game Boy Advance, <laughs> you know, like all that stuff is like the perfect case for emulators. Yeah. Know? Just make that shit easy. I wish they could make that shit. I wish they could sort that. Like, even if everyone needed their own Switch, it would be nice if they could make that pause. I know that that's probably not worth the development cost for Nintendo to, to do that <laughs> on their commercial, on, on the online pass, but that sure yeah. would be nice to have an easy way to do that Game Boy Advance <laughs> GameCube shit. I mean, it's a bummer that, you know, they finally did like a remaster of Crystal Chronicles, which yeah. I have no idea if that one's good or not, but like, I, mm -hmm. I've heard it's not. Playing? Yeah, that's I figured it wasn't a good port. And also like, it's just, you know, now you have to get everybody that played it back in the day because anybody playing it new doesn't really. There's care. other games that stuff. Yeah. Why yeah. would they care? <laughs> the, just the timing of it was so awful. <laughs> Yeah, Believe. that's weird shit. Yeah. Uh, Minish Cap, mostly really, really enjoyed. It, uh, it amped up a little too hard for me at the end for, like, kind of no reason. But I understand the different appeals. Whereabouts? The, uh, the last two temples. So the Wind Temple mm -hmm. was, like, twice the size of the other three temples. Yeah, that one is big and sprawling and confusing. That's the thing is there was a lot of backtracking which i didn't yeah. expect <laughs> that that's what but and the last one was uh there's something about the last one was just kind of long and arduous mm. uh to me but it was i mean between that and of course we'll talk about tears of the kingdom but just like 
thinking a lot about like what do I want out of a Zelda? <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, yeah. I've been a, a I've been a Minish Cap apologist for twenty years. Like it is, mm. while I acknowledge it's not even top tier Zelda, it's one of my personal favorites. Yeah. Um, my I would big agree with that. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, my biggest problem with it when I go back to it is that the overworld feels cramped. See, I actually like that, and I think that's that's one of the things is I like. I like the limits of the overworld, and then I like the Doctor Who-ness. I like it getting bigger <laughs> when you go in things. Well, but I, I could feel that being a little cramped. Yeah, I I liked it. I I that makes sense to me in Link's Awakening and the Oracle mm-hmm. games with the very limited screen resolution. Like you get these chunks of overworld where it's like, what well, you can only go one direction here like there, there's yeah. these like one-way paths the overworld's carved into and i'm like well that makes sense for this technology mm-hmm. and, and this game but i think i have a cognitive dissonance between expect because of the way minish cap looks i expect uh, yeah. the design of the overworld to be more like a link to the past where there are these large areas where you can just sort of roam about freely but it doesn't it's got an overworld design like link's awakening where everything's very tight and you've got all these one-way streets and you can sort of only get yeah. from place to place in one there's one path that you can follow um no, that's my right. only complaint I, I would say that there's there's probably a middle ground because i was afraid of it doing an oracles which was basically a link to the past of just like finding another way to do a dark world and i'm like I don't want another dark world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would, that would have felt bad. Yeah. Um, no, I love, I love all the Minish stuff. I think that's all good and great. And yeah. Like at the time I just, I don't know, like the premise didn't like hook me. I was just like shrinking. Okay. But like in actual like, gameplay sense, like very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like it's Zelda, I should expect good music, but because it was, you know, uh, done by Capcom, done by kind of like the outhouses. I never expected uh, the music to be good, but the I mean, outhouses, they, outhouses you know, like, <laughs> where <Well>, you shit. <laughs> that's the other thing I love about middle about Minish Cap is that it it's yeah. it's a greatest hits of the series up to that point. It sort of pulls from all the, and so I, I love hearing a lots of old tunes, especially like like Zelda One dungeon music, which hadn't really been heard <sighs> since. Right. 1986. You're remixed. And so it's, yeah. And I, I love the walk down memory lane that the music is in that game. Yeah. And the, uh, I mean, the wind waker stuff brought in, which I didn't expect because it was so new at the yeah. time. I didn't think that that would even be part of it. And the, the Minish woods music was particularly good. Whatever the, that area oh, yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Or the, yeah. 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 So, yeah, no, I was I was happily into it. I I wanted a it's I think it's the only Zelda I hadn't played at all aside from CDI games mm-hmm. at this point. Um, like Majora's, I've played plenty. I've just God, it's so hard to stay with that game long enough to get to the end. I've never like, beat it either. Yeah. <laughs> It's just I, I like if I had gotten it in 2000, I think I would have. Yeah. Uh, nothing the more. game is work. Yeah. <laughs> There's some work in that game of remembering things together <laughs> and doing it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't be distracted by another game is the thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, you need to play Majora's Mask, which is how I play games, but eventually, eventually something else comes up. <laughs> game's kind of a roguelike now that I think about it. I don't know. Just like you have yeah. to do these, you have to complete these, like, little mini runs every mm-hmm. day to, like, advance things, and it can be yeah, stressful. <laughs> well, the experience is earned by you, the player. Yeah. 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 Instead of, like, in-game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to figure out where the shortcuts are and, and mm-hmm. try to hit those milestones and, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I love Minish Cap, and and uh, that's that's I, I that is a game yeah. that I have many many times just booted up on whatever emulation system I happen to be in, and I just lose, you know. Most I it's I don't mm-hmm. think I ever when I bought I never beat it originally when I on my very first playthrough because I could not beat the Vadi Vadi's final form at the end, but yep. um, like I picked it yeah, up years it's, later it's, and beat it easily. <laughs> Um, no, the, the first time I got beat, I was like, I was annoyed (laughs) and that's kind of how I am with like final bosses too. Cause I, I like it. (laughs) That's the thing. And this, that's why I'm weird with like stuff like shadow of the classes. I like games getting easier as you go (laughs) because it feels really good. Like. What's the last boss I think of? I think of the A Boy in His Blob, the remake that was on Wii, has such a satisfying mm. ending because they give you a mech and they just let you blow up everything for the whole <laughs> last level. You just rush through everything. It's like the opposite of like the God of War problem. <laughs> well, oh, I definitely think there's a case to be made for the the last boss being just there for dramatic tension yeah and mm-hmm. and give, give me a super metroid boss where you you think you're on mm-hmm. the ropes but then a deus ex machina swoops in Absolutely. and makes you ultra powerful yep. and then you you know that yeah, yeah yeah i always think about how much i like the final boss in dead space it was just like this big dumb creature and it was like mm-hmm. you know in stressing out going through dark corridors and shit it was just like this big open area with this big obvious enemy and it was yeah. just kind of yeah just shoot it with all your guns yeah just yep. shoot this fucker yeah absolutely and it was just weirdly satisfying for for that game just a really good way for it to end up not like a mm-hmm. stressful in the dark being chased by something oh my god i'm running out of ammo which is like no we're out in the open it's a giant thing i'm gonna shoot it a bunch <laughs> i like that you know i've earned this power at the end mm-hmm. I've, I've earned that feeling. <laughs> yeah. During the fight. Not, I think that's the difference is like some games, they want to give you that feeling having beat the boss. And some games want to give it to you, like just showing up. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. sometimes yeah. just yeah. showing up. Early. <laughs> I know. Early. I remember Metroid dread had a last boss. That's pretty challenging. And a lot of people had a lot of trouble with, but I thought it was awesome. Cause it like forced you to use like all of your abilities. Um, mm like everything you'd learn. So it felt really satisfying to be like, Oh, I, I using everything that I have in my arsenal to get past this. Mm-hmm. And it is yeah. difficult, but it just felt good. And like, it was forcing no, some mastery. <laughs> like I was kind of, that was the weird thing with the, with the Vaddy like fight because it, it does use a couple things, but I'm like, okay, I've got to use all of these weapons. <laughs> and it took me forever to be like, Oh, this is like the, um, the second part of it where you have to go inside the mech and you find like one of the, there's, there's like a whole bunch of little dudes and you have to find the right one 
to kill mm, uh, yeah, in the dark. That, that drove me nuts because I'm like, oh, I'm using the wrong weapon <laughs> to kill these guys because I'm not doing any damage. Yeah. Uh. Stuff like <laughs> and then you have to wait for the next time you get in there yep. in order to try <laughs> something new. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, I don't. I only played that game once. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. We'll get that expansion. I guess man. that covers all the video games I've got, but <laughs> more than I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. What the heck was I playing like a month ago? Man. Oh, that Bayonetta Origins game. That's right. And I talked about oh, yeah. that on the show. And then I had, yeah. you know, about two weeks to kill. Mm-hmm. A few weeks to kill before Zelda came out. Because um, I think I had just finished Bayonetta. So then I played Cult of the Lamb. Hmm. Oh, did you I, like it? Um, Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, before, before I hang on that decision, like, for a little too long. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't finish it. Um... The game is split up between you doing this cult simulator, like management sim deal. You talk about um, that more. I have to go help my wife close a tough window. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> you, you know them tough windows. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Now let's talk about Tears of the Kingdom while he's gone. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So it's split between this this management sim uh, sort of deal. I don't know. I get sim loosely because it's little woodland critters in the woods running a, a demonic cult. Um, and then like a roguelike dungeon crawler, randomly generated type deal. Uh, oh. And I kind of when I ran out of new stuff to do in the management portion and I felt I'd kind of gotten a complete handle on it. I was like, ah, I'm done because the dungeon ah. crawling was not that fun. Uh, gotcha. That was just. Really simplistic, like roll slash slash roll slash slash roll slash slash, and there wasn't like a huge. They, they give you different weapons, but they it's just different varieties of. Is it slower and stronger, or faster and does less damage? Is it you know that's it. Gotcha. Um, and you so that do was to break things up than to <laughs> be the game. Depending, I mean, I don't know. I, I, that oh, okay. might be the deal for some people, but for me, like, I was way more into the management stuff, and it was like, okay, well, I guess I have to go into the woods and kind of advance things for a little bit, and you do that real quick, and then come back to your your camp, and it's a mess because they've been shitting all over, and they don't know how to feed themselves, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah, but yeah, no, like that that the stuff of like managing the cult is yeah. is fun because. I like that. You're gradually like recruiting more and more people. You have to build, you know, a place for them to sleep so they're not just sleeping on the ground. You have to cook <laughs> them food so they don't starve. Um, I like this and, uh, idiot's act raiser in my yeah, head. Yeah, yes, it, <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels. You come back to this bunch of morons and they just shit all over the place, and then you got to sweep that up and you know make them go and like go, you know chop some wood, go mine some rocks, and then you can build more stuff and then worship me. And then you, as your faith goes up, you unlock more buildings and then you can kind of start like automating more stuff like, okay, I can build a farm so you can do the farming. Um, And, you know, I made an outhouse. So there is a place for you to shit. And then there is a broom closet so you can take a broom and clean up the shit. Uh, Uh, No, all of that sounds 
better than the trailers. Honestly. Yeah, no, that stuff, yeah. that stuff's that stuff's great. That's what I was like really interested in engaging with. And then you get out in the and it's not like it's horrible doing the dungeon crawling stuff. It's just like very simple mm-hmm. and you know, I'd get yeah. through it and you'd go back and go back to the camp and you know, it's funny, like somebody, you know, somebody would die of like old age and their body drops dead there and then people would freak out and then they'd puke and then people would come up and puke more because there's puke on the ground. And it's like, you freaking morons. <laughs> some, you know, they come up to you with requests and which is just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I want to, you know, can we do this? Can you bring me back this item? Hey, can we can, can you make me a bowl of poop to eat? Mm-hmm. Can you can you make somebody else eat a bowl of poop? Uh, yeah, yeah, we need to do this ritual thing, and and yeah, that was fun. Um, but you know, when it got to the, I kind of got to the tippy top of the the uh, the tech tree for mm. building my cult, and I was like, okay, everything's pretty much just running itself now. I have two farms, like I'm turning dead bodies into fertilizer. Uh, I have, you know, I I had a mechanism for dealing with every problem that was being thrown at me. It's like if someone's dissenting. I can either throw them in prison or I have a food I can make them or I can throw them in prison until I can make the food. Um, I have all these sweet beds that don't collapse, uh, you know, broom closets and, and toiletries and tons of stuff. That was just like running itself. I'm like, okay, well, the game from here on out was just me grinding through the rest of the dungeons and um, I'm good. Yep. Whenever whenever you feel obliged, then, yeah. then it's done. Yeah, but it was, it was, you know, I put like 15 hours into it, so it was good yeah. times. Totally fine. Walked away and then spent a few days playing, <laughs> bouncing between Virtua Tennis. Uh, nice. And, uh, yeah, some Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and some Pilot Wings 64. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'd been thinking about the music from Pilot Wings, and I was like, ah, I'm yep. going to play a little bit of Pilot Wings. I, I was going to say, all three of those are soundtracks. I put you never played Pilot Wings 64? No. Dave? No, oh, you should totally play that game. I should totally play that game. Yeah. I'm going to get that yeah. Nintendo Switch expansion pass. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, playing it, you know, on a, on a modern emulator, you know, everything looks nice and sharp. Like, yeah, yeah there's mm-hmm. no fog or anything except I think where there might need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Nice you want fog sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a little, I could see a little too much in this game. But yeah, it's like it's so fun. It's got some, you know, fun goals and. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun, um, you know, devices to use. Yeah, that is totally worth picking up and playing some some yeah. afternoon. It's yeah, absolutely. Should definitely check that out. Uh, Marvel is Marvel. Um, yeah. Though I de- though I decided I think like I need to go find a save file that unlocks all the characters. I cannot do that again in my yeah. life at this point. Uh, <laughs> so how are you playing it? Uh, I'm playing, it's I'm on Steam Deck, it's the PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 version, because for some reason right. the Dreamcast version has graphical glitches, I don't oh. know why. Man. Um, I mean, there's no difference between them other than my head and be going, oh, I'd want to play this on Dreamcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I had the same... Oh, that's different. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I had the same... Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, we said keep cutting you off. Um, oh, no, I, it's, it's the same, like, you know... It's it's got to be the same. There's just something that doesn't feel the same. Like whenever it was like broke out, I'm just like, ah, I can just do the Dreamcast one. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. On Redream, which is how I play Dreamcast games now on my TV, uh, there is the, the Redream has um, hack and cheat 
options for like widescreen hacks um mm-hmm. and the cheat options include things like get infinite money so that you can uh, just uh, unlock all the characters instantly nice because mm. i wanted to show it to my kids and i wanted to have all the characters available mm. so i just booted it up bought all the characters right away and so yeah. there, there might be an emulation level solution there depending oh, on what you're yeah. using might just have to poke around I, i'm pretty sure it is redream just running on uh linux so yeah yeah, Mm. that would make sense yeah then you still get the satisfaction of pushing the buttons to unlock them just you don't have to (laughs) go through you don't have to go through single player a billion times to get all the points yeah yeah it was it was really fun to do once Um, Mm. (laughs) oh yeah no i'm i'm glad that it was there and i still Mm -hmm. enjoy that (laughs) yeah i think i did it twice because i did i had to do it on my own copy we did it on your Ah. copy and Yep. <laughs> all that stuff and, uh yeah pilings is good virtual tennis is still great yeah um yeah it's uh, great stuff i guess i had a stray thought listening to the dragon ball fighter z music which is that it's the one of the oh, few shit. modern soundtracks that sounds like video game music still like <laughs> it's bet that's why i like that soundtrack so much is the menu sounds like a menu from like that era of Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, yeah. Very. <laughs> yeah. Which surprised me when I started the game, because uh, I didn't think you could get away with that stuff anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I just, I want more games to kind of cater to that. I don't know. Uh, Can I piggyback onto that, Luis? Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do I've, it. I've discovered a musician on Twitter named Johnny Atma who um, takes okay. uh, 8-bit like Nintendo songs. He'll do this like once a week. Um, He'll take Mm -hmm. a a song from the NES and he'll recreate it in his, like um, in in his audio workstation software. Um, And every couple of like every two measures, he will add one new voice basically. So he's, Mm. he's, he's doing covers and he's using the original Nintendo channel voices and he starts with the four that it was limited to, but then every two measures he adds another voice. He adds another instrument. Oh, I saw you. You must have posted one because I I believe I had seen. Yeah, it's it, that it's is a, yeah. It's a highly specific way to do a video game cover. But what I yeah. love about it is how authentic it feels. It it is like <laughs> hearing the U.S. version of a NES game soundtrack versus like mm-hmm. the Japanese soundtrack, where like like the Japanese uh, Akuma Castlevania Four, Castlevania yeah, three. three, where there were three extra sound channels. You know, it's like, yep. Or, yep. or on the Famicom, it's like, oh, this, this there's there are harmony, there are real harmonies now where. They orchestrated they orchestrated us for us to imagine that there are harmonies. Now there really are <laughs> harmonies now. And you know, it's it is so faithful to the way these games sounded originally, but musically so much richer and fuller. And it is yeah. one of the coolest ways I've ever heard to cover old <laughs> games I, like that. They found a new way to do covers, which I know, uh, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Uh do we just <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, I also, I also did point, have the. Like, you don't I also, need transition. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I did also uh, start. I played about half of Jedi Survivor. Uh, yeah. To oh, okay. You for uh, you know the the other podcast I do, which is which is very good. That game is yeah. so good. Jedi um, Survivor might be the first game that is making me because it's the only 
it, it is probably the first current gen game that I really mm -hmm. want to play now that is not available on the PS4, Xbox One era machines. Yeah. Like you need, uh, you either need a very good PC, but don't buy it on PC because apparently it's buggy. Because it's shit. a mess. It's yes. a mess. Otherwise, you need a PS5 or an Xbox Series machine to play it. And it's it's one of the first, you know, those games you can count on two hands, the number of games that are like all exclusive mm -hmm. to current gen systems, or at least the ones, mm -hmm. you know, that I think are good. This is maybe the first one that is really like, ah, oh, makes me feel a lot of FOMO about not having one of those newer machines. Yeah, it's just the combat, right? Because the the combat's supposed to be sick. They uh, well, they I mean, they made a, they they it it's like they took a, a look at Fallen Order, which well, it's not even like that. It's, I'm sure this is what they did. They looked at Fallen Order and they looked at what <laughs> didn't work, and they're like, okay, we're gonna make all this stuff better. Um, we're gonna my my thing with Fallen Order. I don't know if I ever talked about it on this show. Um, it's like I enjoyed that game. Uh, it is this weird kind of mix of I mean, it, it came out, it's very soulsy, which I think a lot of people didn't expect hmm. um, Fallen Order is, and that it has like bonfire like checkpoints. And when you hit those checkpoints, like enemies respawn uh, hmm. all around you. Um, and so you have that feeling like you do it in, in, a, in a Souls game of like, okay, here's your checkpoint, and then you're going to move through that area, and the enemies are going to be in the exact same spots, and you have limited healing that refills when you go to those uh, different checkpoints, um, and, you know, you will drop your stuff, your experience where you die, and you have to go back and get it, like that very Souls cadence, along with, like, yeah. being more, a bit more of a Metroidvania uh, and having some like Tomb Raidery adventure elements uh, in it as well. And with Jedi Survivor, like they turn, they still have like those rules in place, but they feel a lot. It's like they turned down the soulsness of it and turned up the uh, Tomb Raiderness of it. Uh, okay. So it makes the game <laughs> less of a pain in the ass. Um, for the most part, like I had trouble with just like the parry timing in that first game as well. It just like didn't hit right for me. I It feels mm -hmm. totally perfect for me in this one. Like just the design of the levels, like in the first game, they twist and turn on each other. And it was like really tough to figure out how to get from point A to point B. And in this, like whatever they did, it's just like it's clear as day. Like when you're I mean, I guess it's at the expense of like every star Wars area having like zip lines and like cables <laughs> to climb up and down, but whatever, who cares? It's a video game. Um, fuck immersion. Like we don't need that. We need to know how to get around the level in which way you're going and how to get from point A to point B easily. Um, and you know, it has a really good, yeah, it has a really good 3d map, uh, to it. Like there's, um, you know, like a big hub world that's like a much more open area with lots of stuff to grow and explore. They give you more, they give you different lightsaber styles. They start you off the game with all of your abilities from the first one. They don't mm -hmm. pull some bullshit where, oh no, Cal Kestis like hit his head and got cut off from the force again. Uh, has to remember all of his stuff. <laughs> it's like, no, you could just do all the shit from the first game right off the bat. Um, oh. and then they, yeah, they add new stuff on top of that. So that's great. Um, yeah. They have like a bunch of fun side questy stuff where you're building up a cantina on this one planet with like a bunch of weirdos and with a bunch of mini games that get in, you know, some give you quests you can go do for just go find hunt some bounty hunters, find these objects. 
um, find fish for the fish tank, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was having a great time with it. But then Zelda came out and yeah. right. So I'm, I'm back, but I'm going to go back and finish it for sure. But it sounds like what you're saying is that it kind of makes fallen order a bit obsolete unless you are someone who really loves that soul style. Yeah. Kind of like, I if mean, you, if I, you just wanted to dive into the second one, then I <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. like there is definitely cool and valuable stuff in that first game, but I, know, I was I was having a, just a generally a way better time with the second one, and they have more of that kind of uncharted Tomb Raider like platforming that I really enjoy, uh, you know, wall running and jumping and Prince of Pershing about a level, right. yeah. give you a grappling hook, you can double jump, lots of it's it's cool, um, but yeah, yeah. That sounds great. It also sounds like playing Fallen Order is probably not going to scratch my itch for. <laughs> if I'm like, oh, do I do I have to buy a new system or should could I just play Fallen Order and that'll satisfy? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, like I think you'd have a good time with it. You might have to turn the difficulty down to like enjoy it at some yeah, points, I but I think you'd get more out of Jedi Survivor. Um, King Dumb. Well, I, I put up a little oh. notepad document at the bottom of the screen. So when people are joining the stream, they know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Nice. So now, now we're going to talk about the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Because uh, that is what I typed down there. Yeah. <laughs> Name of the moment. Yeah. Buck up, Dave. Yeah. All right. Putting putting my burrito aside. Um, yeah. I was gonna say I'm not gonna have much. So yeah, yeah, he, um, <laughs> yeah. We, we we were chatting about this before the show, and to to bring up that point we were talking about. So yeah, Dave. Apparently, yes. uh, there was there was an interview with uh, Aonuma recently, and yeah, the game was basically complete last March, and they yep, spent was... the last year just like refining all of the physics for your oh, abilities, okay. so that it yeah, <laughs> so they got to spend a year just polishing up the game. <laughs> which a game never gets, which you never get. Um, yeah. Like really only Nintendo will do that, right? Like only they will be like, well, no, this game cannot come out and, and be bad. Yeah. Um, unless it's, yeah. Or, or just messy. I, I guess I should say Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is messy. Yeah. Um, ah. And, you know, directly comparing that game to this game, clearly there is no reason why, Scarlet and Violet needed to be that messy other than they just, they had to get a Pokemon game out. I mean, you know, I'm you have different developers within Nintendo, of course, yeah. but clearly the switch can handle a big open world game with a, with a strong art style that, you know, doesn't run at a perfect 60 frames per second, but, but a you know. pretty close 30, you know, that's yeah. what impressed digital foundries. Yeah. John Linneman so much is, is that like this game really, it, it's got, so much more going on <laughs> in places than breath of the like it's rendering so much more stuff um and mm -hmm. and yet it you know and it's six years later uh and uh they are yeah the, the fact that it really does hold its frame rate as well as it does is kind of amazing and that when it drops everything is still frame paced mm -hmm. properly so it he he said it it just feels like slowdown in a 16-bit game like it yeah it doesn't feel mm. hitchy and it doesn't feel like your buttons no longer correspond to the timing of your button presses. It just 
just a little slower. And that's and mm-hmm. then it resolves itself when you pan the camera <laughs> slightly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, performance yeah. on this is is phenomenal. Um, David Jaffe's Trolling Be Damned. Uh, God of War creator David Jaffe has been posting ah. some trolly, some very trolly screenshots of the oh, David areas Jaffe in the being games. a troll. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a surprise. Good Lord. <laughs> um, of, of some some places where, yes, if you look at this from afar, it does look like the textures are repeating and like, yeah, you can see it. Uh-oh. Yes. Big what deal. a weird thing. guy who hasn't made a good game in like 20 years david jaffe yeah Damn. no just to like i don't Ronda know sucks. why would you raz the game on the graphics <laughs> at this point i don't know just it's yeah. yeah yes no it's it's not on ps5 it is not like the highest end but it doesn't matter because it looks it looks great yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think I think people uh, bought the game. I, I, I yes. think it, a, people, a few people might have. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it has taken me back to like 2009 Xbox Live when a new game would come out and then like all of my friends would be online playing said game on release day, you know, yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, which I which I missed. Uh, and is yeah, I've never it has been so long since I've seen this many of my friends actively online on the switch yeah. playing <laughs> Playing pretty much th- just this game. There's just a couple this people game. doing other things. Last night but I saw one person <laughs> playing Skyrim, and I'm like, "Oh, you needed a little break from one open world game to play yeah. <laughs> a different open world game." Um, yeah. That's cute. Uh, yeah, no, it, I am glad I, I I went out first thing in the morning to Target and bought it mm-hmm. on launch day, and I was not planning on doing that. I was coming off a super busy week. Uh, I was assisting with a with a local play, and it was opening that night, and I was going to see it and take the whole family. I was like, I'm never going to have a chance to, I'm not going to have time to play it, but I bought it that morning, and I played it all day. I've been playing it ever since. I kind of took the <laughs> whole week off from work last week. Um, <laughs> just kind of and and played i i was gonna check my the hours that i've put into this game so far before we started recording i was just thinking about that that i think today is the day when we get to reveal who the biggest sickos are in tears of the kingdom (laughs) here's my question dave because i i know i know tim plays open world games but what's your relationship with open world games zelda i'll be back in a second incredibly minimal um because I think when Breath of the Wild first came out, a lot of, like the biggest comparison people were making was Assassin's Creed. And I've never really oh. played an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I heard a lot of Skyrim, obviously. I, yeah. Uh, and that my only other reference was about 10 hours that I put oh. into Skyrim uh, mm-hmm. you know, a decade ago. Um, which I very much enjoyed, you know, and, and that sort of free form. So it's just kind of free aiming and a little bit of dicking around in GTA here and there, but not very much. Um, right. So yeah, my, but I, but we, I put 140 hours into breath of the wild. So yeah. Yeah. So, so at this point, um, oh, and, uh, I I haven't played it myself, but I've been watching my daughter play Phoenix in, no, Immortals Phoenix Rising, oh, which is Ubisoft's Breath of the Wild clone. Um, oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's <laughs> yeah. perfectly good. It's a really, it's a very carbon copy clone of Breath of the Wild. Um, so tomorrow is the day when we find out who the biggest sicko is. Because it's still is 10 days. Yes, tomorrow's the day. Because okay. 
But as Switch tracks time, it says you first played this game X amount of days ago until you oh. get past 10 days. Then it says how many hours you've played it. Ah, oh, that- oh, so okay. Yeah. So today is the 10th day. Tomorrow, all will be revealed. <laughs> 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 Curious to find. I've, I, you know, I've been, I, I don't know. I sound, if you took the week off to play it from where, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to take the week off from being a dad to play it, but, uh, no, well, I'm, so to, yeah. I mean, basically, I've been <laughs> playing it while my kids are at school and then I stay mm-hmm. up after everyone goes to bed up till, I stay yeah. up till midnight and play it after mm-hmm. everyone goes. So I have, I've probably put a lot of hours in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Already. Well, I'm just I'm how curious. many? How many of how many of the four main story things have you done now? Uh, just the uh, just one. Oh, you're still just the first one. Okay, still just the first one. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so right. much else to do, and you get yes. that first one done, you're like, all right, I feel like I've accomplished something. I can dick around mm-hmm. for ten more hours. Yes. Yeah. Weiss, you were about to say something. Oh, yeah. no, I. I mean, yeah, I, my mind wandered into like, what open world game have I ever gone for the story first? Which is like none. <laughs> Uh, but most were made by like the same company. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like, uh, where, where do you like your like limits and what is like too big? Cause I, I guess Skyrim would be the biggest open world game. I mean, Skyrim or fallout are like the biggest open world games I've played, but I feel like both of those games kind of have more, uh, you could kind of call them dungeons or at least areas that would be uh task focused areas where I feel like Zelda is a little more supposedly uh, like barren in that sense where it's more about being in the field than anything else sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Uh, And and I guess for me, like sleeping dogs is, Mm. was like my favorite, like balance where like it felt big, but it was still like pretty contained. It was just right. It was just right. Yeah. It was my middle. <laughs> um, I would say, I don't know if I can quite think of it in the same terms, because I would say my experience with Skyrim was that while I thought the, all the different stuff you could do in this world was very appealing in the abstract, um, mm-hmm. Skyrim didn't really give me any sort of enough, like kinetic joy in terms of actually doing it. Whereas I think yeah. what sticks, what really, what is really sticky for me about, um, these two open world Zeldas is that it's already got the Zelda combat, which I know I like mm-hmm. it is, it's, it is the wind waker twilight, uh, princess combat system plus this very sort of verticality where you'd spider-man up anything and then glide down anywhere and 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 so traversal feels a lot more gamey it is just fun to move around in this more fun to move around in this world uh than it was for me in skyrim well let me go okay so yeah, it, it's tough because, you know, there's a lot of open yeah. world games out there and there's some that like hit with me and there's some that don't. And and I just remembered like one that really, really, really hit with me was Spider-Man, which has mm-hmm. awesome traversal. It feels yeah. good to go everywhere in that game. And I mm-hmm. feel like they do a decent job of like managing the amount of icons you have to deal with at any given time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the kind of conventional uh, open world design for like 10 years has been this Ubisoft, you know, icon vomit 
where oh, there's just right. like you you climb up a tower and then bleh, here's all the crap on the map that you can go do. Um, yes. And it can be exhausting uh, in Horizon, you know, Forbidden, both Horizon games, uh, Forbidden West, West especially, are kind of the same thing. And just like <laughs> they throw all this stuff on the map and it's just like, haha, look at all this stuff you have to do. Look at these these checklists you have to go down. Um, yeah. And it's just like exhausting right. for me. But like I, in, I enjoyed Shadows of Mordor, but it was the same thing where it was just sort of like now I'm doing a list of things. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun to do those things just because yes. like the combat was fun, the climbing was fun, and that like it wasn't too big compared to some open world games. Mm -hmm. Um, still decently sized, but like when I think of, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom and Elden Ring, uh, those are open worlds that don't give you as much to go on. So I'm engaging with them at my pace yeah. more so like, like they put like, th there are visual indicators of things you have to do, but they're not like yelling at you. It's not so over. Like there's an icon of like, here's the thing. It's me standing on a hill and looking out and seeing like, Oh, there is something there. I'm going to put an icon on it. So I don't forget that it's there. That's a really um, good or, distinction. That's a good way yeah. to put it, Tim. Or I'm yep. going down a path and it's not like, oh, I need to go over here because I climbed up a thing and it told me there's a cave over here. It's like I'm just trotting down the road and I look over there and I'm like, oh, shit, there's there's like a cave with like a skull face on it. And I'm like, well, I'm going <laughs> to stop my horse. I'm going to stop my horse and I'm going to go see what's in that shit right now because I'm here. And I guess like for me, it's kind of like some because even in that description, I'm like, sometimes I like that and sometimes I don't because that is. Yeah like kind of more mental work in a way. Something. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the difference between like, you know, uh, like mass effect where you're just sort of like, yeah, it's a linear story, but it's also a really well written story. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. So but sometimes, sometimes it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just in, in this, and I, I just had like such a nice flow to like what I've been doing. Cause I don't, you know, sometimes I get into these games and I'm just like rushing to do from like one thing to the next. Like, oh, I, I, I'm sitting down to play. I got to get some stuff done. You know, I got to go tick some some boxes okay. off. Mm -hmm. And this and, and you know, so it's like I got to go to this region and do this or go over here and do this. And this I'm just kind of like I, I sit there and I kind of like glaze over the map. And, and like, yeah, after I did that first area, I've just been kind of winging it since then. And I'm just now kind of like maybe I'll go up Death Mountain and see what's going on there because that's where I happen to be right now. Yeah. Um, it's where I'm on my but, way you know, right now too. I'm in Kakariko village. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been there. All right. Don't know where it is. I mean, it's probably <laughs> in like roughly the same place it was. Before. It's in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't go down that way too far. I've been doing it, but yeah, it was just kind of like, okay, well I finished up this thing and you know, my flow, my, was just like, okay, you know what, from right where I am right now, I can hit that tower. That's like right nearby. So I'm going to mm -hmm. go over that tower and then the tower launches me in the air and I'm in the air and I'm like, okay, Oh, look, there's a floating island over there. Yeah. I'm going to go over there and see what this is. And then, like, I'm standing there and I look around. I'm like, what is that thing over there? And I fly up to it and it mm -hmm. tells me. Um, so this, I, Dave, you probably haven't seen this. You remember the labyrinths from the first game? Um, the they're like the big labyrinths. Oh, oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, mm -hmm. The big cubic maze things. Yeah, yeah. So there was one of those float, floating in the sky. Oh, so I rolled up to it and it's like, no, no, no. You have to go do the one on the ground first. Mm. So I'm like, okay, let's go down there. I'm going to do this. So I do that. And now it's like, okay, back up. <laughs> and then I finish that. And it's like, there's another one. 
underground. <laughs> so then are, are this, they stacked? It, are they in the same they location? Are stacked That's because great. And this is like the one thing, like specific thing I might spoil. They, just to talk about like the verticality of this game. Like I jump off the top of the one that is floating way up in the air mm-hmm. and I dive straight down the hole that goes into the depths is in the middle of the one that's on the ground and you can see it because it's wreathed in like this fiery thing. Mm -hmm. So you go shooting down from the sky into this other labyrinth, straight down the hole into the ground, which is like you fall when you go into the depth. So there's three levels into this terrifying. There's, there's like shit that's in the sky. There's shit that's on the ground. And then there's a whole huge, like equally massive area underground. And you just go, it's a full basement. it's a full From square foot way, basement all the way in the sky. Straight, so all the, this is so overwhelming. It is, <laughs> it, it is kind of over it, like the depths thinking about that is kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it's could just also pretty much ignore very, it. Yeah. Like the only thing I've had to go, had to go down there to do well, other than this was to like go down and take some pictures with yeah. a guy um, to <laughs> unlock the camera feature. Yeah. Because, and, but yeah, it's just like all the way to the top shooting all the way to the bottom. Like that is so freaking cool. And I haven't found much in the depths yet, other than just kind of a general feeling of terror exploring around. Oh, like, so I, it's a horror game down there. Yeah. It's cause it's dark. It's completely pitch black. You have to like throw these little like seeds around that give off light in order to see, I actually found a shirt that's covered in light bulbs so I can see a little (laughs) bit around myself. Um, Yes. I've I've made some elixirs that do that. Uh, that I have found mm. some good ass treasures in the depths. Okay. Well, I did find that uh that shirt down there. Um, oh, cool. It's worth poking around. Yeah. yeah. It, I've been doing it. Kind of, I kind of want sometimes when I find a hole, I'll go down there and I'll hit the root and I'll just like ah, I'm back up. Yeah. Yeah, but <sighs> no. This uh, I mean that mirrors my experience in that I will especially that you know like okay I'm gonna go to this tower. So that I can, you know, get to the top of the tower, map this region. Yeah, get the map out there. Get the map out there. And I I and I also know that like, okay, the tower is gonna shoot me up in the air. I know I'm gonna be able to look down at everything. I have a specific place in mind I want to glide down to, but on my way down, I'll be like, (laughs) oh wait, shit, what's that? That might be a little more interesting. You know what? I'll stop over there on the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so you yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. build out this little mental itinerary. Like there's yeah. something interesting on the way and I can stop there and I'll just jump down from there because mm-hmm. it, because traversal is so easy. And like as long yeah. as you've if you've found a shrine nearby that you can warp to, there's like there's no time lost in diverting your attention to something else because mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. always just like warp back to right where you were. If there was a shrine nearby uh, or the tower, you can always just warp right to a tower and shoot up into the sky again and look at miles around mm-hmm. and see where you want to go. Um, mm-hmm. I have unlocked several um, uh, uh, cinemas, like like uh, uh, pre-rendered cutscenes. The memories. The memories, yeah. From the, from the, the symbols on the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've probably found seven or eight of those by now. Um, I got like six or seven, I think. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's great. <laughs> it was fun. It was great because I got like two, three, four, eight, like mm-hmm. twelve, like <laughs> yeah, just like the first game. You discover that shit out of order, and then you piece this narrative together. 
you know, completely non-linearly, which is, I think is great. I think it's a great way to do it. Only that seems the, more interesting in this one. Well, because the locations are easier to find. They're not just like yeah. totally random. Oh, the picture spots. The yeah. Picture spots was a kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. This is great. Cause there's these giant crop circles etched into the grass <laughs> that you cannot miss from the sky. And then mm-hmm. you just got to look, walk around and find, uh, find the memory. Find right? the thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, you guys make though. <laughs> what? What dumb shit have we made? Yeah. I have not, I have barely scratched the surface of that. Yeah. Like so that. I'm just kind it's just, so, okay. To, to roll back. <laughs> All right. So Hold they up. start you out, they start you out in the sky in this game where you go through this kind of tutorial and you do a little bit of like, you kind of learn all the mechanics and it feels much bigger than the plateau area yeah. in the first game. Um, it's, I mean, I played most of that the first night, like, and I finished it the next day. Like it took me a while. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I got to Hyrule and I was kind of my initial, I was kind of like, well, here I am. And then I go to the town and they're like, Oh, go up here. Now come back. Ah, there's distress in four areas. Go do some shit. And I'm just like, really, is this, is this all we're doing right now? And it like, <laughs> <laughs> just felt kind of like, yeah, I guess you're just pushing me out into your game again. And I guess I'll just do it. Like mm-hmm. it's just a weird moment there kind of for a minute there at the beginning where I felt like kind of not motivated to go. I was just like, they're not really. And then, you know, kind of gradually I was going up through the Heber region and like yeah. little by little, like it started to kind of build up with me. Like, and especially with the ascent to, um, off that mountain. That's a, like, yeah. That, that is a part where that game starts to get real good. Um, well, because yeah. even <laughs> I liked that stuff in breath of the wild too. Like I remember first getting to Nakluda and going to the, uh, to, to, to the, the, um, oh my God, the read, not the, mm, the, the <laughs> fish people, Jesus. Zoras. Zoras. The Zoras. Thank you. Going to the Zoras domain. And, and I remember like the whole, just getting there was kind of like a mini, structured dungeon in mm-hmm. and of itself. And, and and I remember thinking that was really cool. And then you get to Hebra and you got to, you know, yeah, like you, you're figuring out how to get from like island to island to slowly ascend up to this giant vortex in the sky. And, mm-hmm. and it's dangerous because the, you can fall at any moment and you're still not quite sure if, if this is the first thing you're doing in the game. You're still a little like, oh shit, what happens if I fall? <laughs> Yeah, it's, <laughs> what happens if you, if you fall is you go all the way back down to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens, and it's a good thing that there's a couple right. there's a couple <laughs> shrines up there, so you don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, just this escalation of going up high and high, upper and up, more and more and more up and harrowing. Uh, yeah, and, and then having a temple there, which you know, while not a traditional Zelda dungeon, felt more involved and like worked my brain more than any of the divine beasts did in the first game. Um, it was definitely less, it felt less linear, I think, than many of the divine beasts. Yeah. I thought it, just, it was at I least think, as good as if not better. Yeah. I, I, I liked it more. I liked at least the first one more than, than divine beasts, but I liked the boss battle like way more. Like I mentioned when I texted you just that like was a cool boss battle. That was, was very cool. <laughs> Um, and that always trips me up that, that fucking, like I'm gliding for a little while, but then my energy, like staying in the air with the glider mm-hmm. is something that always, I feel like I'm not doing it quite right, but I, I've, I've rarely ever just plummeted to my death. Although I have plummeted to yeah. my death a couple of times. Um, yeah. Like, one, like Mario world. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. With the cape. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. One time I was diving and that tower came up quicker than I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just link just went splat. But yeah, as far as building stuff, uh, I have things have not gotten too ridiculous yet. You kind of have to find like the little gumball. There's these little gumball machine, literal gumball machines, Weiss, where That's you fun. put in like these, uh, these cores and it'll spit out parts for the machinery for you. And so like, I just found one today that gives me the steering shaft. Oh, I need um, that steering shaft. You That's... need the steering shaft. That's like the integral thing. Cause then you yeah. can start building things and, and driving them. Yeah. Um, but I've seen, you know, I, I, there, there's more, I got to find like, you know, there's wheels and I, I need to actually go back to the one that vended me out fans because I ran out of fans <laughs> doing some fucking nonsense today. Um, Cause it's like, I had to get a, a rock from here to there. I'm up in the sky. So I have to get the rock onto, you know, one of those like floating, moving platform things. And I have to get it from here over to there. Is and it the, the problem, green glowing rock? That's a shrine. Yes. And there's a bit, there's a, there's a circle with a platform sticking out and you, that you rotate. Was it that yeah. one? And there's a treasure yeah. chest dangling down. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, there was definitely a spinny thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, you have to put the, you had to fight like one of those rock golem things. Oh, I haven't um, fought him yet. Oh, not a rock golem. Excuse me. It was like made of cubes. It's a seven force. Energy. Cubes. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. From Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, one of those. You haven't fought yeah. those? Oh. I've yeah. seen I've seen them. I have avoided them. Okay. I'm, sc- I'm scared of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So anyways, it's like, yeah, I, I built a thing and I'm flying it up there. And then I actually push the, I run out of gas. So I'm like, shit, I need yeah. to rearrange where the fans are on this thing. And I push the wrong button and I jump off. <laughs> and so now I'm able to get down to another Island. So now yeah. the floating, the flying platform with the rock I need is way up there. And I'm like, well, I could probably reset the area, but let me figure out how I'm going to get up there. Um, which led to me experimenting with a few different things and just like it going horribly wrong um, until I finally, you know, happened upon something that, that got me up there. But, you know, it, it's definitely and I'm not the only one who said this. It's it's like, you know, part of the time you are Link, great adventure. Part of the time you are Wiley Coyote um, <laughs> and you are just strapping rockets to shit to see yeah. what will happen and hope it works out. Um you know, the first time I, there was like a shrine that gives you rockets off the bat to kind of teach you how to use them. And you're strapping rockets to mine cars and it was slightly out of balance. So I hit the rockets, they blast off and in the cart is just like, and I'm like, shit. And I like bail, it goes flying somewhere. And I'm just like, well, that didn't work at all. Um, so I'm starting to get the parts together for things to get really silly, uh, today. So there's these little core guys with huge backpacks, um, that you'll find, and they're always like, I need you to get me to my friend. And usually there's some means of like getting them on like a sled or a, a building a quick like wagon or something to get them over there. In this case, I'm like, well, I don't see anything. I wonder if I can just stick a rocket to him and <laughs> oh, shoot God. him over there. And yeah, you could do that. <laughs> you could just <laughs> yeah. stick a rocket to him. And he just goes, shoot. <laughs> like, perfect. He didn't make it all the way there, but I, I just carried him the rest of the way. It was close enough, but it was awesome to watch. <laughs> so we staggered throughout the land are there's basically caches of materials. Like sure. every few hundred feet, there's just a bunch of stuff laying around for you to build with. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's like a flat platform and maybe some axles and some wheels. So like you will find these along the road. Like, hey, want to build a car? 
to get you down there. If you don't have a horse, want to build a car, you can just build a car. And I have not done that. And, but that's because like in the first game, I rarely rode horses because Mm -hmm. I prefer to walk because there's Mm. so many interesting things along the way. (laughs) I don't want to miss them. Um, So I haven't done a lot of that sort of just recreational, like, hey, let's make a vehicle to get from point A to point B, because I would rather walk and see the sights and discover new things and caves and hidey holes and stuff. But the stuff that I have been loving is using these building materials to laterally solve problems to the effect mm-hmm. of like, I don't, I'm not sure if the game meant me to solve the problem this way, mm-hmm. but I got the job done. So, um, yeah. There, so Tim, there is, a, there's, there's an island somewhere where there's a treasure chest dangling from a vine. Okay. You can sever that vine with an arrow, mm-hmm. but you can't climb down to it. You can't, like, you can't yeah. climb down this vine. It's dangling from the bottom of a thing. If you try to climb down, you'll fall and plummet to the earth. Um, you can sever it with an arrow. So I tried, the first thing I tried was I'm going to shoot that vine with an arrow and then really quickly dive after the treasure chest, chase it all the way down to the surface. Mm-hmm. I did that several times and could not find the treasure chest. Finally, I attached a fan to the treasure chest mm. and then cut it down, chased it all the way down to the ground. The fan was there, but not the treasure chest. And so I'm like, oh. all right, clearly the game will not render a treasure. Like there is, there is a, there, there is some programming thing in between the sky and the land where as seamless as it feels, there is an invisible programming barrier where it won't let this treasure chest fall all the way to the ground. So mm-hmm. I've got to cut it down, but catch it. So, you know, these, these, these platforms that are just sort yeah, of yeah, floating yeah. that you can direct if you have a fan. So I had to go find one of those somewhere else, attach mm-hmm. some fans or some rockets. All I had was rockets I had to attach some rockets to it and just like propel it just so, but then it was too high. So then I had to turn the rockets the other way and yep, shoot the yeah, platform down and just get <laughs> this platform at just the right height so that I could slice the vine <laughs> and the treasure chest would land on the platform that I was riding yeah. on. So for I had five. <laughs> for, and the treasure, there was another, it was a map. It was a treasure map inside the treasure oh, chest nice. to cool. something in somewhere in the depths that led to a cool uh, treasure in the depths. Oh man. One thing Sounds just awesome. leads to another organically. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. But yeah, built. I've I've enjoyed. So there's these guys. Um, and you know, Dave, that whole thing is that type of thing. I feel like is like 20 hours further. You're gonna be like, man, I was a fucking idiot. Now yeah. I know how to build something that'll get me under there and just like <laughs> you just steer it under there and vroom, yep. whatever. Um, so there is a in in service of kind of the building mechanics. There's this dude who is everywhere who is like putting up signs, <laughs> um, just advertising his boss really of this construction company, and uh, he always he's always hold, he has to hold it and you have to help him like brace it up so that he can finish like securing it to the ground. So you just kind of have to use whatever resources are around to just kind of balance up the sign. And, you know, when there is one of those resource caches, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'll build a thing that's like this, this, and this. And all those yeah, signs are a support in support like, post. And yeah, there's like yeah. different shapes to them and different ways that in which they'll fall over. Um, so like the first one I came across and I've come across several since where there is no building materials around. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, okay. So I just chopped down some trees yeah. and I built something 
out of 20 foot tree trunks to hold up this six foot tall sign. And it worked. And it worked. It was, it was dumb. I've done it with boulders. I like just like whatever. Whatever works. Whatever is around, like chances are like it's going to come together. Uh, and that's just, yeah, it's, and it's a lot of, if you don't have an ax handy to chop down a tree, it's pretty easy to get the materials to build one. Mm-hmm. That's another grid that, and that's where the, 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 the fuse, it, it didn't occur to me until I saw someone else write out that they were like, I was one of those people frustrated with weapon durability in breath of the wild. Mm-hmm. And the fact that mm-hmm. you can now build your own weapons, basically it solves that issue. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like I, you know, initially when the first thing broke, I'm like, well, people are still going to be mad at this, but in like, in this case, you know, it, it's a plot point that all traditional mm-hmm. weapons have been corrupted by whatever is going on in the mm-hmm. kingdom. There's a guy who complains about it. Like, so a regular sword, like that doesn't exist. They're just like rusty bullshit swords. Like, mm-hmm. no, to make effective game weapons in this game, you are taking, I mean, pretty much every weapon I have right now is take a part from a monster and attach it to a stick. Yep. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. It, yeah, it, it's a horn from like a, a talon or a horn or, a... or yeah, so, some piece off a robot and stick, put it on a stick. And it's a, I, I take the horn from a, an ice Lizalfos, mm. stick it on a, on a, you know, a long stick. And I have an icy spear. It is so good. It is yeah. so good. Nice. Yeah. I, I have a bunch of like really cool weapons like just waiting to be used when the first one breaks, basically like yeah. I'm waiting for weapons to break so I can use this lineup of <laughs> cool weapons that I have that I've made and some that I found. Uh, and it's, it's like, yeah, what, Oh, weapon breaks. Well, whatever. Like I just killed this monster. I'm just going to attach its horn to a stick and there we go. Whatever. Now I have another good weapon. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about the caves. There are now caves. This is not the depths. It's not underground. No. They're just caves built into yeah. the side of mountainsides where like, so I will build a rock smasher. I'll take a, a, a stick and a boulder and, and make something to smash rocks so I can get into the caves. And usually mm-hmm. when you smash those rocks, they will drop more rocks and sometimes rusty swords so that when your rock yeah. smasher breaks, you can build a new one right away. Yeah. So like <laughs> the, the weapon scarcity is, it's just never really an issue. Plus you get in there and there's bomb flowers growing everywhere. So even though you no longer have unlimited bombs, which does bug me a little, I do miss the unlimited bombs. I always I had think some... you might get unlimited bombs again at some point. Oh, really? I feel like I saw a clip and maybe it was from Breath of the Wild and I just didn't notice, but I feel like he was building something where he was throwing a bomb. So I'm I'm wondering if that's an ability you get later in the game. Interesting. Because there's another space on the, there's more spaces on the wheel. I, yeah. have, I have some that blank. So I think maybe you might get the bombs again. Um, either way. Either way. Yeah. Okay. Um, but maybe you uh, won't. I, I don't get... want to get ropes up. Yeah. <laughs> well, my only question would be, I, I think like, and it's been a while since I tried Breath of the Wild, but it wasn't just that the weapons were breaking. It's that making the weapons was like four menus. Like the menu system was very cumbersome. How is it in this one? Um. <laughs> well, I'll say as far as making a weapon, you just put the stick in your hand, you equip the ability, you throw the thing on the ground, and then you, there it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it feels quicker for me. Cool. Just making oh. a weapon. A lot of stuff now <laughs> is t- a lot of stuff now is tied to a radial menu. 
that you mm-hmm. pull up instead of like sifting back and forth. So, so that that yeah. is easier. Um, I do wish that there was Tim. I, I guess what what I do find a little cumbersome is like. I am used to just picking up all the shit on the ground immediately. Like if I kill a bunch mm-hmm. of monsters, I just run around and pick up everything that they dropped without really thinking about like, oh, that looks cool. I would like to attach that to a broken sword handle or something. Mm-hmm. And so once you've already picked it up, you then have to go into the menu, hold mm-hmm. it, leave the menu, drop it on the ground. And then you mm-hmm. can pull up your radial menu to select fuse and fuse your weapons. I do wish there was I a more see. elegant way to do that. Like if you could mm-hmm. just do that, like once you're already in the menu, like, Hey, just let me fuse these two things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, what well, it, the problem is that you just pick up a lot of shit, mm-hmm. like a huge variety of items and like kind of one of the strengths of the game is there's so many different things you can do with all that crap you pick up. Yeah. You know, you can, you can stick those horns and stuff on arrows. If you want stronger, a, one stronger arrow to shoot at a guy, yeah. you can do mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and, you know, there's all these different, like, food items and stuff. And, like, yeah, you can stick raw meat on an arrow and shoot someone with a meat arrow. That's fine. You probably don't want to do that, but you have to sift through all this stuff to find what you want. Like, it's gotten easier since I figured out, like, oh, you can actually sort this when you're in the quick menu yeah. by, like, most used and, like, highest attack. And then just, like, pull, like, all the little Zonai gadgets up to the top. But still, when you're like looking for some specific thing, it's like, okay, well, where the where is this in the menu right now? You know, I, I guess it's, it's <clears throat> the, you know, that that stuff can be a very like, <clears throat> I mean, obviously a minor kind of thing. It's it's when that's in the middle of combat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's when because I don't want a real time strategy kind of like feel yeah. versus like I don't mind like the fusing of stuff, but you know like going through doing all that stuff in the middle of a fight is always yeah. like trick versus usually the stuff I need is close at hand. Like it, it's like, okay, you know, if I'm pulling out fire arrows, like that's right at the top of my, like most used or like I have backup weapons ready. Plus um, all so that not really shit freezes time. Like the, the, oh, yeah. the quick ah, menus ah, that are mapped to the directional pad. Yeah, like if you true. need to pull yeah. up a new weapon that freezes time. If you want to attach okay, something to an arrow that freezes time. Um, cool. And especially yeah, like yeah. if you are glide, if you're paragliding down and you aim an mm-hmm. arrow and t- it slows down to bullet time anyway. So you're <laughs> already in slow motion and then you d- d- take your pick. I'm like, I'm going to add a bomb to this arrow while I'm in midair and then you uh, release it and then you fucking cool. make something ex- shoot explosive death at something 20 yards away. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That shit all feels badass. Yeah, no interest in reality, I guess, is my side of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so, uh, Tim, you you kind of immediately said that this game is the same of Breath of... That it's like Breath of the Wild, but better. Mm-hmm. And I think there... I don't know if I'm prepared to say that yet, because playing through Breath of the Wild the first time was just such a magical experience for me because i hadn't really played anything quite like it before and yeah it doesn't hit the same it doesn't hit the same but it is the best way to play breath of the wild again (laughs) and have it be brand new (laughs) because i always wished i could do that yeah it's just like the abilities they these abilities are so much more fun uh Mm -hmm. for me than they're wildly different magnetism or making a block of ice or stasis mm-hmm. like you know i would see the videos of nonsense happening in breath of the wild but like 
I was pretty much playing that game by the book for the most yeah. part. Like silly things yeah. happen. But in this, like I'm getting way goofier shit to to <laughs> pop off with with these abilities. And I keep forgetting about Ascend, uh, which is yeah. it's just so Ascend just like like it's a little touchy. This is the thing where it will you can go up through solid matter. So if there's like oh, a platform if there's a above ceiling, you, you can go through the yeah. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most some of the time, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it, like there's restrictions to it that make it not quite as like free and easy to use as the other abilities. Um, but the I but feel like, like the a, game is designed around that, like yeah, in the, the places I try to use it. But there's a lot of times where I'm sitting there staring, like, oh man, how am I going to get up to that platform? Da, 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 da. Oh wait, I have an ability. I could just do it. I like that's just, <laughs> up I go. Yeah, uh, I feel like I do that in every Zelda to some degree. I'm just like, oh, I wish I could hook shot that over to me. If only yeah. I had a yeah, yeah, hook oh. <laughs> shot. <laughs> I keep forgetting about. I've seen. I I saw a think piece saying that the rewind that recall is the most useful new uh, ability in this game, and that was something that I had barely used before um, until I started. Like uh, someone wrote, like recall means anything can be an elevator. Pick up anything throw it in the air mm -hmm. stand on it after it lands yep. use recall and it's an elevator now yeah no i saw somebody i mean the whole idea of the video was ah, i beat a, a horax with a penis um because you know they had attached two boulders to a log but they like they used ultra hand to like whip it around in a circle in the area and then it would fall to the ground and then they'd use recall to make it pick up in the air and whip around and hit things. I never thought of that. No, That's see, brilliant. yeah, yes. Yeah. Like you can use ultra hand to move things around and then use recall to make it happen again oh, while you're genius. doing something else. Yeah. See, it's like, there's so many different ways to use the abilities that you just don't think of. And 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 it all and it all like works, you know. The shit just works, and that's what makes it like come together. Uh, well, I think so I think that's the, the most alluring thing of the game versus, you know, you could kind of you could kind of describe GTA when it first came out very similarly, except it was janky as fuck and not <laughs> fun to ground it. Uh, where you're like, you could do anything like these physics, you can solve any problem like this, but you get such a level of quality from Nintendo uh, first party. And, you know, as we said, having that extra year to make sure the physics actually work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like that is like even even. Yeah. When we were talking earlier, I was just like, imagine a Mario or a Zelda coming out and that needs a patch. Just like <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's just. It's yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah, like one one of the bits of tech I see a lot of people using is they'll attach a bomb to your to the shield, mm -hmm. and then they'll jump up in the air, and then they will do the they'll they'll put in the button combination for shield surfing to put it under them. It hits the ground, the bomb explodes, and you go flying up in the air. Ooh, uh, okay. So you that can do a quick fun. super jump by just attaching a bomb and then doing the shield surfing thing. You just go boom. <laughs> See, my That's whole great. thing for like 
and I feel, you know, my way of like, oh, I need to go up right here is like, I'll like build a fire and throw a pine cone in it. Yeah. And then I'll go, you know, cause the, the pine cones explode and create like a whoosh of air. So you can go, you can ride it up. Um, if you attach a, uh, one of the carts to your shield, it becomes a skateboard when you shield skate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And That's so you can awesome. use it to grind on the rails oh. of like mine carts and stuff. And you could even trick. <laughs> There's like a little spinny move you could do with it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's interesting. I'm trying. <laughs> there's there's got to be a think piece comparing it to scribble knots in a way. And <laughs> yeah, sure. And just seeing like why that this is more successful in a way because scribble scribble knots to me was a very fun toy, mm-hmm. uh, like it wasn't quite a game. Like it was almost yeah. there. I'm sure later mm-hmm. in thereof. Um, but in a way it, it kind of feels like the, you know, final, not final, but you know, closer to the final version of that kind of experiment. It, it does um, feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, you, you, you can make whatever you want because they have given you this, um, but that's the thing. It's not a verbal vote. You know, there's with, mm-hmm. with scribble knots, you, it, it, it never quite lived up to that promise because there were some things yeah. it just didn't know what to do with. Um, or they look too similar. You yeah. Know? Yes. Or it's but, like, you know, yeah. uh, well, I need to fly. So I'll just give myself wings. Cause that's the easiest thing to do, yeah. you know? And yeah, so I think in this, you know, there, there's a lot of situations like when you're on a skyline island, you have to get from point A to point B and just like the way they present the resources, because, yeah, at a certain point, you're going to have like all of these different like parts in your backpack and you can just throw them out and build whatever. Mm. But, the you know, I think the game guides you in a certain way with what it just leaves scattered around. And maybe it's just how your brain is wired when you're playing a Zelda game that you're like, Oh, I have to solve this problem. I'm going to look around the room first and see what they have given me to solve the problem with and go from there rather than like, well, I'm just going to build the same thing I built the last time I was faced with this problem and, and just do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, well, well, no, they gave me, you know, rockets here. So maybe I'll try this and this other thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in another 20 hours, I'll be like solving problems the same way. And I'll be like, ah, okay, this didn't last out, but yeah, who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Well, I guess that's the interesting shift between it not being as narrative too. Cause like mm-hmm. the scribble knots thing is like, I want to get past this puzzle. Yes. Like I need to get past the puzzle. Like it, it sounds like these two games are kind of like, here's a puzzle. You could do the story, you know, mm-hmm. you could pass this. It's more about like, do you want to have fun beating this puzzle? I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that. I, that's exactly what I was just going to say, Weiss, is that in Scribblenauts, mm-hmm. it's a linear sequence of levels where you have to solve this challenge to get to the next thing. Whereas right. in this game, it is way more like how Tim first pitched Elden Ring to me is mm-hmm. that, hey, have you butted up against <laughs> something that's too hard? Turn around, go do something else. There's mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. other things you could do around here. Yeah. And so the the delight, there is joy. Like I could, ha- I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do that dangling treasure chest. And so yeah. I put a stamp on a treasure, sh- treasure chest shaped stamp on it, knowing that, all right, you know what? I banged my head against this. I'm going to leave and come back later. And it was like, la- I was like driving. <laughs> we, we were driving somewhere and all of a sudden it was like, oh, sweetie, I know how to get the treasure chest. 
<laughs> like, you're gonna have to try this out the minute we get home aren't you yes and i did yes so <laughs> and she's like tell me more about the mister yeah <laughs> yeah i i was i i found like a like a, what i am I, i'm pretty sure is like a Korox puzzle thing mm-hmm. but like i was on my way to doing something else at the time and i was like i don't want to fucking deal with this so you just put down a little stamp i'm gonna come back to it later yeah and uh yeah, check it out. There's some shrine up in the Hebra Mountains where I saw it from a distance, but when I landed, I couldn't see it anymore. So I'm like, oh, I got to figure out where the hell that is. I was like going all over the place trying to catch sight of it again. I have no idea where it is. Uh, I, Weiss, I want. I, I think that speaks to the point that you made earlier about like, is this too much stuff? Is is it so overwhelming? <laughs> it is incredibly dense, but it is. <laughs> I think where where this lands in my mind is it's so yeah. much stuff that I know I'm not going to do everything. So I'm not yeah. going to stress about it. Like if I miss something or if I see something like, Oh, that's interesting. But yeah, maybe if I come back to it, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's no big deal. There is enough other stuff that my mm-hmm. brain can safely say, like, I don't have to OCD everything. Yeah. I, I can ignore. No, it, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think like on that point, I think like, I would, I mean, I, I don't know if I would get there or not, but I, I think like you kind of need to throw yourself in there to get there. Cause I think about like, I had a conversation with an ex coworker years ago and his problem with fallout is that he literally has to pick up every single thing. And I'm no, like, no, you can't <laughs> like you literally. <laughs> and like, but I, I understand that desire and you like thinking about that before starting a fallout game, you're like, yeah, I'm not for, because I wouldn't pick up everything. Mm-hmm. But once you start playing, y- you know, you know, what's important and what's not. So I, I, I think it's, it's diving in. Um, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is I missed the used game market where I could just buy a game, <laughs> know that I could turn the game to them, but <laughs> yeah. no, that, that, that definitely is at least like the, you know, Closer to the vibe, I feel like. I, mm. I feel like I would enjoy Tears a lot more at this point as well. It just has more that I would be interested in. Yeah. My uh, my child has picked up Breath of the Wild. Um, mm-hmm. He had played it like a little bit, but he's been playing it. He's like, oh, man, I got to get money to play Tears of the Kingdom. I'm just like, dude, I could just download it on the other Switch. Like, it's not, like, there's no monetary <laughs> object here. But I was like, you know, work on Breath of the Wild first. He has not been able to get off the plateau yet. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, I think he's been close, but then he kind of like runs out of resources and ends up like restarting the game. And he's done this like five times, I feel like. And I'm just like, dude, you have to stop dicking around. Like, that's what he's (laughs) doing is he's like messing around with all like the toys the game gives you. And I'm like, just get Mm -hmm. off the plateau. Just stop thinking it's funny to make gross food and make link eat it. Like just do what you need to do, get off the plateau and then you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, I think I did the same thing though. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's, he's done it like four or five times. I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) Like even the first time I played it, I was at Maximo's uh, in Houston and I sat down, he put the controller in my hands and uh, like after a couple minutes, he's like, you need to stop killing Link. <laughs> and I'm just like finding new ways to throw him off cliffs and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, this is, isn't this the game? Very it fun. is funny. It is funny to make Link die sometimes in this game yeah. in just like horrible fashion. Just, 
I mean, Red Dead was just finding new ways to kill the horse. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there, there's something to be said for that, but we'll, we'll see. I yeah. might just have to play through it myself in front of him so he gets the gist of whatever it is he's missing because I'm not mm-hmm. just like, here's the kingdom looks like so much fun. I'm like, maybe it is, but I don't know. Play, I don't know. Play, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if the sale is still going, but if anybody doesn't know, HSN has it for 50 bucks. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty good. That. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think I feel like we've exhausted yeah. our tears of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah. Time to move on to other things. Yeah. I, I have no say. other things that has consumed yeah. my life for the past week. Uh, I played some of the Street Fighter Six beta over the weekend, but oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in, next month I'll be able to just talk about Street Fighter Six. So yeah. mm-hmm. could could just wait. I don't know. It seems like that game is going to be real good. Oh okay. Um, so it is like a bigger step up then. That's good. Yeah. Well, I get my deal with Street Fighter Five, which I thought was um, mm-hmm. good uh, from a like mechanics fighting perspective, but was just like a nightmare from a interface UI, like getting in to do the thing perspective. Because I feel like that game just took a long time to load up, took me a long time to get into a match, like getting through the like it would get to the main menu and then it has to like sign into the Capcom fighting network and then just all this stuff like just wasn't very snappy for me to like do anything so i didn't really play it because it was just time consuming just to get into a fight and load a fight up but this felt very breezy uh to because you know and it takes you to like the main menu of the game where it's split up between like your offline modes like the the online arena which is front and center and then Mm -hmm. the adventure mode where you're running around metro city um just those two other things aren't accessible and it was just pretty quick to get in there, get into a lobby and sit down and start fighting people, which is, you know, what I'm going to want when I want to sit down and play a fighting game for like a half hour or something like that or right. whatever. Uh, and just the, the the production values they put on, I, I think just like injecting personality back into the characters and the cast and like yeah, really that's... going yeah, over the top with like making them stand out so much more than just like, OK, the fighter is in the game. Yep. There they are, and they have their little moves. But here, you know, they have their intros. When you're when it's loading up the match, and the two characters are looking at each other, you can push the stick to make them make faces at each other, uh, like in Soul Calibur Two, uh, yep. which was a great feature of that. So I'm just gonna that's look at you. And I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, that's the thing. It was like I feel, I feel like there's a lot of games where it it's either we've played so many games. Or everyone is so postmodern right now that everything feels like an avatar of the same thing. Like you can almost mm-hmm. see the boxes in a lot of senses versus feeling like there's personality in mm-hmm. characters or, you know, like that, that could be like any genre at this point. Yeah. It- and I, I th- you know, from what I heard, there's like a feeling, you know, that Capcom, you know, Street Fighter Five kind of carried on the momentum of just being Street Fighter and Street Fighter traditionally being, you know, a a very popular fighting game. But that in that time, uh, you had other games that have caught up a lot, like in kind of headspace and market share, like, you know, Guilty Gear Strive and Dragon Ball Fighters and Tekken is is super popular. I mean, Um, Killer Instinct and 
Yeah, Mortal yeah, Mortal Kombat is, is of course, another big one. So it's like if they're going to put out Street Fighter six, you know, people kind of let a lot of things slide with Street Fighter five. Like they really need to nail it with six Mm -hmm. to get people make sure that they remain the king of fighters. No, not like that. But um, not. Yeah. So and, and this is a year in which, you know, Tekken eight is also coming out. Mortal Kombat, the hilariously named Mortal Kombat one is coming out. Uh in September. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is just such a baller move. I love that. That it's Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But it still is a sequel. It still follows the continuity. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. watch the trailer. But Appar- well, <laughs> I, I, had to have it ex- I had to have it explained to me that apparently Liu Kang won the Mortal Kombat 11 tournament. And he rewrote history to have peace in the world. But also... Uh-huh. Maybe in another reality, Shang Tsung won the Mortal Kombat 11 tournament and rewrote history in his way. And now these realities are clashing against one another. But things have kind of reset. Um, and boom, you know, silly. <laughs> it's it's I, it is fantastic that the storyline of Mortal Kombat is still going strong. <laughs> yeah. Like 30 years oh, later. That is top shelf. It's not my series, but no. I enjoy them making a joke out of continuity. At this yes, point. <laughs> I, I, I liked I, I haven't played 10 or 11 yet, but I did enjoy playing the story mode of nine. Yeah. Um, and th- those games are generally available on PS plus game pass. Like there's f- easily mm-hmm. easy free ways to get a hold of them. So there's that. But um, watching Just stuff. Some, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Did you see anything? Or oh, I, I there's know. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy yep. Volume Three. I don't think I've seen any other movies besides yeah. that. I meant to watch that Tetris movie on Apple TV, and I have not oh, done yeah. that yet. Yeah, neither have I. I um, heard it's. I mean, like you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, yeah, the yeah no, I haven't heard great things. Box, uh, book. I, I, I it, from everything I've heard, it's kind of like a two a. Ju- <laughs> Kind of like if you were making a joke about doing the Hollywood version of brown boxes, mm-hmm. that's what it would be. Where yeah. it's yeah, it's trying to dramatize the wrong things and it yeah. kind of falls on its like face. like yeah. it's an interesting story, but they decide yeah. to do this other thing with it. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, it's a fascinating story. It could yeah. be a very good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I yeah. heard it's fine. It's gonna yeah. be throw it on in the background or something. Yeah, yeah. It just it just need an evening that's just like ah, I just need to throw. an evening where I'm, you know, two hours to watch a movie and and throw that on. But Uh, I guess before Guardians, the only other like new movie I had was Bo is Afraid, uh, which Mm. I enjoyed uh, is going to be wonderfully divisive kind of movie. Um, And it's Dave, I'm curious if you're going to see this one or not. Uh, It wasn't Uh, like real uh high on my priority list, but should it be? I think it's fascinating. I don't, I I mean, there's so many movies, so I don't know. Um, I think what, so there's kind of two things going on, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You've got some very, very, very biting satire. And I think all that stuff works really, really good. It's like very kind of Terry Gilliam-esque, like heightened world, like Gilliam or like Paul Verhoeven, like it, yeah. it's kind of got like that double cop like kind of thing. Um, the stuff that doesn't work for me 
is when it goes like, okay, we need to ground it. What is this movie? So this is uh, <laughs> just, just this in is, a nutshell. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. This is Joaquin. This is Ariaster uh, airing out his uh, mommy issues. Is what this is like. <laughs> okay. It's, there is. There's no way around. Like that's what the movie's got to build on. It, it's mm-hmm. Ariaster who did Hereditary uh, and Midsummer's. Okay. Third movie. Um, it is not a horror movie, and that's that's kind of the thing. It's like he he has had like kind of a weird. A sense of humor running through his films anyways. Um, And so Bo is Afraid is Joaquin Phoenix as just this like really drudgy, melancholy, scared individual that bad things keep happening to uh, in a very, very surreal kind of way. It's it's kind of hard to describe in that sense. Um, But when it's funny, it is very, very funny. Um, as I, uh, but the pro, like, the way I felt is that it was he didn't have enough confidence in what he was doing, and every once in a while it just kind of slows down to go like, okay, well here's kind of the serious thing that's going on, and I would cut all of those parts because <laughs> I think like you get you get all of that information. Uh, you've got uh, like, like it's it's. Uh, God, it's it's very farcical, and all of a sudden he ends up uh, in the home of like Richard Kind, being like kind of a stereotypical like fifties family uh, that's like kind of holding him hostage and kind of not. Uh, it's a very hard movie to like kind of describe. <laughs> you are every every vagarity that you are deliberately. Mm-hmm. treading the line of uh I, i'm yeah. reading you loud and clear so don't yeah. you, you are communicating cool. what i need to know effectively <laughs> i can assure you no it's 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 worth your time if you're especially if you're not expecting a horror movie like there there is a case of crimson peak kind of going in especially because midsummer was so popular yeah that there were so many people that want that were like this is going to be a very mean uh a24 kind of like sad horror movie and it's it's certainly sad <laughs> and it pushes some interesting bu- buttons uh but yeah i just i don't think that they sold how weirdly funny the movie is and it's it's a time where audiences don't really know how to respond when something's funny and they didn't expect it uh, I feel yeah. like this has come up a few times in the last couple of years. Like, I think I, we were talking about on Nope last year. Yeah. Because pe- kind of the similar problem where people were expecting, like, coming after us, especially, they're just like, oh, this is going to be a horror movie. And then the movie's like just goofy funny for a second. And they're yeah. like, was that goofy funny? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's worth giving it a shot. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 a challenging movie that is not going to be for everybody. All Absolutely. Right. All right. Um, I think it could be for me. I think so too. Uh I'm so, I guess I specifically for you cuz Joaquin is doing what I think is good acting and mm-hmm. a lot of people are very split on because it's a horribly muted performance on purpose, which yeah. is hard to pull off. Um It is, but, but I think also, he's good at that. I've always thought he was I good do. at that. 
yeah i i i think people wanted people are like uh people think it's a lazy performance but i think like it's fascinating because it's so dialed down in a yeah. weird way so yeah let me know if you see right. um but uh and it's too long that's why i would cut this <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> uh guardians which uh i was also kind of afraid of that runtime uh didn't bother me uh yeah. runtime wise pacing wise I actually saw this one twice. Wow. Uh, yeah, because uh, Regal Pass. <laughs> oh, okay. And there were a couple shots that I was like, I wonder what this looks like in 3D. So oh, I, cool. first time I saw it in 2D, second time I saw it in 3D. Hmm. Uh, uh, I like the 2D better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I uh, I liked it. Um, mm. It's a little bit rough in ways and similar ways to like how I felt uh, guardians two was kind of, I mean, I, I guess not rough, but just like in that there was things happen. So, you know, this is a big culmination of yeah. guardians of the galaxy, this trilogy um, of movies. Well, it's, it's cool because, or it's because guardians, you know, uh, there's two big teams, you know, in Marvel, there's the Avengers and then there's guardians, but the guardians has actually been together like as a team, like, for the better part of 10 years, whereas the Avengers yeah. has kind of become this nebulous idea by, you know, infinity war where it's like, well, they kind of broke up and they're here and they're there. And then by end game, it's all over the place. Um, yeah, but the guardians in, and whenever the guardians have appeared in other movies, like they've been together as the guardians. So right. it, it was just funny to think of like, Oh, this is Mantis's like second guardians of the galaxy movie, but she's been in all this other stuff along the way. Well, and that's the thing that I think might have helped me more having skipped Quantumania and the last Thor movie. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it, it did. It was just sort of like, finally, Mantis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're barely in. I mean, they're not in Quantumania. And they're only in, like, Thor at the very beginning. Um, oh. oh, I thought that they were a bigger part of that one. Okay. No, it's just like the opening scene, uh, and then they're gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so you could just throw there on Thor for 15 minutes and then turn it off. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, because big, big plot stuff in this Guardians that I was just like, oh, I didn't know that. Just the all the Gamora stuff. I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, how that's, about kind that? of, that's kind of, you know, they, I mean, that happened in, that's kind of where things were left in Endgame um, because of weird tiny oh. whiny timeline things right. because because Thanos not the one who died and did the snap but Thanos from the time they went back to came in the right. future with Gamora and Nebula and so it's that Gamora that was with right. that Thanos that was not so, with Peter Quill and yep. did this other stuff and the Nebula that came with them I think got killed by Nebula yes. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen. Yeah. So I, I, I was having trouble kind of piecing together like, wait, yeah. wait, why does this make sense? Does it make sense? I just, I'll go well, with my, it. <laughs> I remember it's like, not the same Gamora. I remember that much. Yeah. 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 That's the no, problem. I was, I wasn't confused plot wise, but I do wish that that, that thread felt like that was the story beats that I wish weren't there in a way. Mm -hmm. Cause that, that was kind of like the extraneous, like marvely bigger story stuff. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's and it's nice that they and and I think that is 
just generally speaking for, you know, whatever mm-hmm. level of quality you, you see with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, it's like there's there's a very solid through line uh, yeah. through the movies of like this group of characters and their relationship with with each other uh, that is that is valuable and, you know, feels, you know, mm-hmm. earned and heartfelt uh, by the end of it when it's all, you know, when when they're, you know, the movie's resolving and they're kind of going their separate ways um, like within this movie it felt a little weird, like because so much of the time is spent on rocket, you know, and not Peter mm-hmm. Quill as much and not, uh, Drax and Mantis that it felt like some of the resolutions felt like a little like, okay, we're resolving your character in this way. Um, and I, I didn't just, like them. I did not like them just labeling Drax as being dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, all right. Of the two things, like, <laughs> The Drax yeah. stuff is interesting. Like, I liked his arc, but also, yeah, they, yes. they dwelt on that a little much. But mm-hmm. I think for for me, it was like because two was so much of Peter's. Yes, movie, <laughs> it was. Uh, that once it got to three, uh, and also I was just more interested in rockets at that point. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like they could have given Quill a little bit more. Yeah, just I'm not saying they need a lot, but yeah. maybe just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely was a shift in that sense. I just I really liked that structure more than I thought I would for mm-hmm. a movie that has so many flashbacks. Like, mm-hmm. he, but the flashbacks are all to fuel like not only the, like plot, but like emotion and mm-hmm. like the character stuff. So it it was never, you know, an excuse to go back. Like, uh, oh yeah, no. You know what I mean? No, it's well because it, you know it wove into the plot too of like what's happening. Right. You know, it it, it 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 wasn't just like well we need to cut away from what's happening in the yeah. present. So here's some backstory. It felt like they were good moments to like okay we're going to look back at this moment in Rocket's progression right. to becoming well, Rocket. And it's, it's it's all stuff that we hadn't seen on screen too. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they were back to like previous Guardian stuff. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Um. Like, that's the the thing is, like, James Gunn is the most emotional of the directors they've had, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I'm not a huge Superman guy, and now I'm excited to see what yeah. he does with that. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was caring more about the CG raccoon than I yes. expected. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I did like this movie uh, oh, more, yeah, yeah, much yeah. more than the second one, just, just to be clear, like, you know, even though I'm oh, kind of like things I didn't like about it. But um, no. no, I was, super, well, I think, like, my expectations were kind of, like, mid on mm-hmm. this one. Like, I I revisited two, and I like it a little bit more now, but I think my problem yeah. with two, is again like the Peter stuff, oddly enough, like mm. because there's so much of it, and I like what he's going for. I just don't think it quite like clicks. I don't yeah. think like him when him and Kurt Russell's stuff works as well as it should, and it kind of like shifts yeah. really quickly towards the end and yeah, all that stuff. Um, I liked it more when I went back to it as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this uh, this one hit mostly mostly well, and it didn't feel like they were because it almost it was a farewell to Guardians, and it was kind of a you know there's already been articles about it feeling like a farewell to what we think of as Marvel movies mm-hmm. at this point. Like 
it just feels like a goodbye <laughs> in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, as James Gunn leaves for DC. Yeah. Will this be the last time you feel like a Marvel movie has a personality uh, and isn't just no. stamped out of the machine? <laughs> you know, it's scary. I, I feel like, you know, mainstream people have dropped off for a lot of, you know, they'll still make money, but they're not making like what was at mm-hmm. this point. Um, I'm excited for Marvels because I like uh, Ms. Marvel a lot. Yeah. Uh, but aside from too bad, that one, they're killing off that character in the comics. Oh, really? What? <laughs> well, I mean, everybody has has uh, read this as like, oh, they're killing her off so that she can like be. It can be, be revealed that she's actually a mute and bring her powers in line with what they are in the MCU. Uh, 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 yeah, because her powers are slightly different between the two, and she's yeah. hinted at being a mutant in the MCU, and yep. so it's probably like, oh, she's gonna die, and then she's gonna get resurrected at Krakoa, which is a, like a whole thing in X Men right now that they none of the X Men can die, and there's actually like reason for it. But there's actually reason why, you know. But they're okay. trying. Last I read, they were trying to keep that a secret, and it was tough because Cyclops died like very publicly. Um, <laughs> just Times Square. Yeah, but it's like yeah, they they <laughs> put they put together some scheme where they can just resurrect any mutant who dies. Um, uh, and well, so the, I mean, clearly, and this is the thing about everybody playing the meta game with uh, the MCU and the comics because everybody knows. They're trying to find like where they're going to bring in the X Men, how they're mm-hmm. going to bring in the X Men. Yes, uh, Ms. Marvel was the one that dropped the mutant word, and then uh, it went. <laughs> yeah, there was. Oh, oh, they did that in, in Doctor Strange as well. Yeah, that was Doctor Strange. <laughs> they all they did it in both of them. Oh, did I mean, they do it in the show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was less pronounced yeah, yeah. in in Ms. Marvel. Ah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that one I was I was just like, oh, they actually said the word. Okay. Um, but either either way, like uh, I don't know, like <laughs> there was there was a lot of catharsis, and also it took its time to be goofy and do mm-hmm. like very James Gunn bio horror, <laughs> yes, <laughs> gooey fun uh, all over the place. Um, yeah. do, My, do you uh, get? I gave like a little. Uh, this might be a little much. <laughs> for oh yeah, it. no, absolutely. Um, okay. yeah, no, my, uh, so he was good. So, so you know, th- this is, this is like, man, <laughs> the most yeah. R rated PG 13 movie, like, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, they, well, cause it's know, for the animal cruelty. Is yes, the thing. it like, is <laughs> but just like, even like the, he is being as violent as possible. Like even with like the gore, like in some of the, the fight scenes towards the end, like, which is blood flying mm-hmm. everywhere. They, you know, he was able to drop an F bomb in the yeah, dumbest in the, way possible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no reason oh, for it. Yep. Easily could have been removed from the movie. That's um, why I like, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I was dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's mostly just kind of the the you know he was he was good, and then yeah. like when uh, things started happening to Rocket's friends, that opened yeah. the floodgate. Oh uh, yeah, because you can't. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is like my my kids like the the key to unlock his tears is when something happens to someone's friendship mm. in a media. Yeah piece of media when friends are having to say goodbye um if if there is a a 
moment where a character is dying or maybe dying. Like he mm-hmm. was watching the Pokemon movie where like Pikachu dies for a second. He was unconsolable. Oh, uh, yeah. And so in this, it's like that happens and he is bawling. And then yeah. like many times after that, I mean, like they structured, um, you know, kind of the, the moment where it's mm-hmm. some of those moments later on in the movie where, you know, things just happen in the nick of time very well. So that you might think a character is going to die. Um, yeah. And, and he, he was just like, he did a really good job with that scene, but yeah, my kid was just like, we have to go. I can't. Yeah, do- yeah. <laughs> no, that, I, that is the scene. I mean like those two scenes, I guess. Yeah. But- yeah. Yeah. That's that's the scene. And like, you know, there's there's plenty of uh, like kid trauma moments that Mm -hmm. I was thinking of with that one. Uh, And it's (laughs) it's too on the nose of a title. But like going back to all dogs go to heaven (laughs) and just like thinking about like how hard that movie is like early on, like Mm -hmm. when all the the shit happens in that blue movie Uh, Mm -hmm. like that it hit a lot of those that dark Disney, dark Don Bluth kind of yeah. uh, thing in, I guess it's, it's just fascinating when that happened in, you know, the mainstreamist uh, franchise mm-hmm. right now, yeah. you know, like kids are going to see this. This isn't like versus, you know, what I was saying with Pinocchio, which like you're actively choosing to watch that. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody is going like, to no, it. this. Yeah, this is the big Marvel movie. Like it's at McDonald's. Yep. <laughs> and stuff. Like, I mean, when we came out of the movie, like, you know, he said he, he liked it. It was just like, you know, mm-hmm. he he's not afraid of having a sad feeling and in, in letting it wash over him. Yeah. yeah. My uh, though, my my biggest beef with the movie um, is just that, you know, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they set up Adam Warlock and it felt like five years later, uh-huh. James Gunn was like, oh, shit, I got to use that guy. <laughs> and just like literally launching into scenes out of nowhere when he needed to be there. And I'm just like, my God, I, I get that side of it. <laughs> I think like I had so much, I think like I had fun because one, I was going, how are you going to do that? He's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And two, I just found this weird, he, he made him into Rocky from Rocky horror literally a gold yes. being. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and that what I just kept laughing every time he said anything in that and I th- I I liked Will Poul- Will Poulter's uh like kind of voice coming out of that mm-hmm. uh more than I expected but yeah I, I, that did remind me of like the things that drove me nuts in Infinity War and Endgame when like Captain Marvel would just like show up <laughs> you mm-hmm. know like that yeah, sort of, but it was, it was, it just, it just super felt like there's things in Marvel movies where you're like, well, that's there because they set it up at some point or there it's there mm-hmm. because they have to set up something later. So yeah. while, you know, it, it's works in the context of the movie. I, it, I guess that maybe that's just a me thing, but I'm just like, I know this is here to service this. And I know damn well, it doesn't have to be. It's how I felt about Ironheart being in Wakanda forever. I'm like, you're, oh, you have to be introduced for your TV show. Like see, what you're doing here is fine, but yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> well, the, see, that's different parts of, cause to me, the Adam Warlock thing was just sort of like, Oh shit. <laughs> we set this up. We yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Pay it versus yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The movie took a completely different. Yeah. Th- this is, th- this is different because it's finishing something that was started yeah. rather than starting something that's going somewhere else, which is usually the way it is. But this was definitely like, right. Oh, you got it. It feels like you got a different idea for this movie in the interim. And yeah. uh, now you're, you just have to use the thing that you made in some way, shape or form. Um, and it doesn't, it, it certainly doesn't excuse it. And we're going to get a lot of it with, the writer strike, of course, mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic, I'm sure that like they had plans for Warlock and mm. they're sort of like, oh, crap. <laughs> like <laughs> Now Guardians is coming out now. Now, you know, oh, yeah. the order of things was probably way different. Before. Yeah, the timing changed. Well, yeah. And then it's like he was fired and then he was unfired. Yeah. And, you know, and now he's not sticking around and he's going to do other things. And mm-hmm. yeah, so so who knows? But. Um, yeah, it, 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 they landed pretty well, you know? Yeah. No, I think, I think I'm higher on this one. Yeah. And I think like X again, expectations kind of helped on that one, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like when it, uh, because the emotions hit, like I walked out of it going, I felt, I felt more than I normally. Yeah, that's true. It it, it did. It did make you (laughs) feel things. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's the best Marvel movie I've seen in a while. Quite yeah. a while. Yeah, quite a while, I would say. <laughs> I just yeah, learned absolutely. something fun the other day about uh, James Gunn is that uh, my my wife and daughter have been binging Gilmore Girls. Not binging, but watching uh-huh. it slowly. It's bonding time for them. And there is sure. a... Gilmore Girls is a show with lots of wacky characters in the town, um, a la Northern Exposure, I guess. And there's one wacky guy named Kirk. And Kirk is a big nerd and he's very direct. And he's like, I think we today we might say as a character, he's drawn a little bit spectrum-y. Um, and and uh, Kirk is played by Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, I, who I did I, not know has <laughs> been provided, who's been playing Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I just learned that. The, the physicality, at least. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah, um, no, that's the mocap. Well, and um, I, I mean, like James Gunn is fascinating for I mean, like we've had, you know, tr- traumatized and all that stuff. And he's he's clearly the best guy to have come from the trauma factory. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Kaufman is in all the Guardians. Uh, but also, you know, after Lollipop Chainsaw and all that stuff, he's he's a guy that we've been following for a long, long time um, and seeing, you know, like the star of Slither still showing up in these uh <laughs> very very fun it it feels like a it feels like a kinship point of view anyways yeah. Yeah. when you make stuff i got nothing yeah. else <laughs> the only other thing uh i've been i've been testing out some of the i got i got a new tv mm. so i put uh uh my disney Plus into the smart TV to test out the 4K. And let me tell you, Roger Rabbit looks good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too new. On, uh, let, me, let me tell you about 4K TVs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I guess real quick, I've uh, th- there's been a, a podcast slash audio book, a couple skipping, stepping stones that I've been skipping on. Um, what a cartoon uh, hosted by oh. um, Bob Mackey and Henry Gilbert uh, mm-hmm. recently did an episode where they cover the episode of Mr. Show, the story of Everest. 
Um, I listen to yes, yeah, uh, they they do a great deep dive into the history and production of some of your favorite cartoons, and occasionally, like once a year, they'll do a live action TV show. This year, it was Mister Show. Um, and that led me, their recommendation on that led me to listen to the audiobook version. Ah, that's of, how you there. Okay. <laughs> that's how, yeah, yeah. They, they, they said, get the audiobook versions of both of their books. Hollywood said no, which is their compilation of their two unmade screenplays. Um, and I, and I, I only just started listening to Bob Odenkirk's memoir, um, comedy, 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 drama. Um, <laughs> And it's uh, both of these books reinforce a little bit about why I don't listen to audiobooks, um, ah, yeah. <laughs> and, and why I have never narrated one as a voice actor. Um, I, I think there's a big difference between the way words should be arranged, spoken versus voiced, which is also why I really don't like the voice acting in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. I think Nintendo writes dialogue really well. I don't think they write dialogue that's meant to be spoken out loud well at all. It, it, it's not less the fault of the voice actors, more the fact that Nintendo is writing them garbage to speak that reads fine, but sounds unnatural when spoken out loud. That's a big bummer, but just um, more immersive when I'm reading it too, personally, it's like, more what it's just oh. more immersive for me to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, it was the, the, um, uh, what a cartoon guys recommended the audiobook versions of these specifically because, um, especially on Hollywood said no, they reassemble many cast members of Mr. Show to perform a script reading. Uh, mm -hmm. and so that's great. And it's weird because it's good. These movies weren't produced because they're not that good. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, and that's it's so instructive to listen to like, yeah, wow, these jokes are these ideas are not as fleshed out as they could be. So the jokes really are not landing well. But this is good, great fun listening to Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins and and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, all sitting in a room like doing silly voices and having fun with each other. That's spectacular. Um, and it's kind of the same with Bob Odenkirk's memoir. They, they said, listen mm -hmm. to that instead of reading it because he does impressions of all the people <laughs> that he crosses paths with. Like he, 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 he does Dell close. That's, that's what I've just gotten oh, through nice. now. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so I've been on a real great little Mr. Show kick lately nice. in audiobook slash podcast form. Highly recommend all that stuff. I borrowed them from my local library, both podcasts, um, or both audiobooks, rather, so mm -hmm. they're widely available for free in that format. Cheers. Yeah, I will I will do that. Like my my problem with a regular audiobook is it gives my mind too much room to wander. Like mm -hmm. I tried Dark Tower, which is uh people really stand by that audiobook, but I just could not concentrate. Yeah, whatsoever. So. It's hard for me to focus on an audiobook yep. and while doing other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can on a podcast or like news or something because yep. it's yeah, but I can't with a narrative. I need to focus and mm -hmm. lose myself in it. Yeah, weird. Same, same, same. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, that's, I'm out. that's about the end. I'm sure I could dig up stuff, but it's been a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> a couple. We fulfilled our our, our quota, our two hour yeah. plus mm -hmm. quota. You expected yeah, yeah. an hour of Tears of the Kingdom. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did talk about that for an hour. Yeah. <sighs> it's like of a game. Yeah. So, That's, yeah. That was. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to go play Tears of the Kingdom for the next two hours. Yeah, or I might play a little bit. I'm standing outside of a shrine right now, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good place to leave off. 
Yeah. I, I, not inside because then I'll miss the clue. Yes. Um, got to stand outside, then walk inside. Yep. Have that be the uh, first so thing yeah. you do when you boot up the game again, get into a good headspace. Yeah. Do the shrine. Um, yeah. Tears of the kingdom, uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Well, I will have actually played Street Fighter Six. Spider Verse will have been out. Uh, oh, probably yeah. a bunch of other movies next month. I think my child is starting like to ask me. Like, well, it's funny because he like, I don't know if he's turning over on this, but he used to hate the trailers before a movie. He he just wants to get to the movie. He's exhausted. Like, d- why are there so many trailers? <laughs> but now he's kind of gotten into like he's watching the trailers. He's like. Dad, can we go see that? Can we go yeah. see that? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to see the Flash. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to We're not going to pay money for that. For, yeah, yeah, that might, man, that might be like a, a uh, it'll be on Max. Excuse me, HBO Max will not exist by the time this podcast is up in audio form. <laughs> yep. Um, he's like, he sees Fast Ten. He's, like, I want to see that. I'm like, well, we can watch all of the other ones because I haven't seen any of them. So we yeah. can start beginning. <laughs> Yeah, X is apparently not the one to start on or finish on. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not the last one. And yeah. It, so, yeah. But he, so maybe I'll be seeing more movies because he seems to have more of an opinion. Like, oh, I want to go see that. I want to go see that. I'm like, okay. But if you suddenly want to see movies, I'm like, yeah. hell yeah, man. I'm with you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. See what um, he wants to see. I'm yeah. Final, Final Fantasy 16 will be out by the end of next month, which is crazy. <sighs> yeah. 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 I haven't like, seen yeah. shit, so I have no idea, but I, I've been keeping my eyes off of it. Like I've seen enough. I mean, whatever. I'm I bought Final Fantasy 15 at launch and ah, okay. that's like my least favorite Final Fantasy. Uh, but this one looks a lot better and has since the beginning. So I'm optimistic. Fight Forever will be out by the end of next month. The AEW wrestling game we've been waiting for for years mm. perhaps the 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 heir to the throne of no mercy finally uh here's hoping here's yeah. hoping i'm so excited uh, we'll that. see when we get to record that week because yeah i was gonna say that might school's, be school's ending a lot of busy stuff yeah I, and i'm literally going to see a wrestling show that week <laughs> the <laughs> day that comes out i'm going to see the wrestling that the game is about so <laughs> you're gonna see some ads for that game <laughs> maybe they'll just give everybody there a free copy <laughs> Hey, I mean, that's what I said the one I went to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a free copy. But anyways, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of uh, Triple Radio. Um, oh, wow, the person that was watching us already left. Yeah, we'll catch you all next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.